Welcome back to Living Words from the Gospel of John. I'm Mark Berkler. We are in John chapter 6, which is in the middle of Jesus's year of popularity. And there's a lot happening in chapter 6. So let's turn, uh, let's share a screen and turn to chapter, and get to chapter 6. <laughs> Hang on, I'm sorry, I clicked on the wrong button. Okay, so John chapter 6, we're going to start with verse 22. Jesus is talking about being the bread of life, him being the bread of life. The next day the crowd that stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was no other small boat there except one, and that Jesus had not entered with his, his disciples in the boat, but the disciples had gone away alone. There came... Other small boats from Tiberias, near the place where they ate the bread after the Lord had given thanks. And when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into small boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, how did you get here? Jesus answered them and said, truly, truly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which a son of man will give to you. For on him, the father God has set his seal. Therefore, they said, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? And Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. They said to him, What then will you do for a sign that we may see and believe you? What work will you perform? Of course, he just fed 5,000 with a few loaves. They're still asking for a sign. Jesus said, your fathers ate the man in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread out of heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread out of heaven. It was my father who gives you the true bread out of heaven. For the bread of God that comes out of heaven and gives for the bread of God which comes out of heaven and gives life to the world. <clears throat> they said to him, Lord, always give us this bread. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger. He who believes in me will not thirst. But I said that you have seen me and yet you do not believe. All that the father gives me will come to me and the one who comes to me, I will certainly not cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me. That all who've been given to me, I lose nothing, but I raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my father, that everyone who beholds the son and believes in him will have eternal life 
and I myself will raise him up on the last day. <clears throat> Therefore the Jews were grumbling about him because he said, I am the bread that came down out of heaven. <laughs> they were saying, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose fathers and mothers we know? How does he now say, I have come down out of heaven? Jesus answered and said to them, do not grumble amongst yourselves. No one can come to me unless my father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, they shall all be taught of God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the father except the one who is from God. He has seen the father. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Okay, wanting a sign. <laughs> After being fed, wanting more food, working for the wrong kind of bread. He says the work of God is to believe. So let's do some journaling, let God speak to us directly. So journaling from chapter 6, verses 22 to 48. <clears throat> Lord, we enter your gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. We enter your courts with praise. Lord, when have you spoken to me in veiled speech? And I've had to do the work of God to believe as I waited for full enlightenment. Mark, when I speak to you and tell you this day, you have come to observe that does not mean a 24-hour period. It means it is being released at this time and you are to believe for it. For as you believe, you open the doors of heaven for it to be poured out into your life. The literalist will reject me when the literal meaning does not unfold before their eyes in the way they expect. Those with faith and spiritual understanding will handle veiled speech and believe in the midst of all odds. So believe and do not doubt that I am for you and I have provided for your needs. Second question, Lord, I recall that John the Baptist said he was not Elijah, John chapter 1, verse 21. But then you said Elijah already came and they did to him what they wanted, Matthew 17, 12, and 13. You're right, Mark. This is an example of the literal meaning, ver uh, meaning of these verses having needing spiritual insight. Literally, John was not Elijah. But he did come in the spirit and the power of Elijah. So in a revelatory sense, I could say John was Elijah. Both are true. <clears throat> it simply depends on if you want to be a literalist or see with the eyes of your heart and receive revelation understanding. I choose to see with the eyes of my heart and see revelation. You are to do the same. Another question. <clears throat> Jesus, they ask how you got to the other side of the lake. <laughs> You didn't answer that question. Instead, you probed as to their true heart motives. Teach me 
when I am to do the same. Mark, you assume you need to answer the question people ask you. This is a wrong assumption. You need to be asking me, Lord, what is the true question they need answered in their hearts right now and receive the answer from me and then be asking and answering that question. By this means you are ministering life, heart to heart, and not just addressing the issues the mind has. Most issues are heart issues. Make this change in your life and you will minister much greater life to all that you meet. Jesus, would you explain to me the ramifications of your statement? This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. Mark, belief and faith are at the heart of all things. What you believe is more important than what you do. You can work hard to earn a living, but if you don't believe that I am your provider and sustainer and the one who blesses your labors, it is in vain. You can exercise and eat a healthy diet, but if you don't believe that I am your life and your health and your sustainer, it is in vain. I honor faith. I reward faith. If your faith is in the works of your hands to accomplish, then you will not be carried on the wings of my anointing. This is why I say, what you believe is more important than what you do. And yes, your actions are important also. But they must flow from faith and from my rhema words spoken into your heart. Okay, so that's quite a few questions. So why don't you feel free to, to review those questions if you want to, or just to ask different questions. There's a lot of different things that can pop up from, from John chapter six. Obviously, any one time we read the, the gospels through, the Bible through, certain things pop up because of where we're at. And then, when we read it again a few months or a year later, other things pop up because we're at a different place. And God designed the Bible that way, story formatted in the spirit, just to bring life that, that, that matches a story of our life at the point in time that we're reading it through. So I assume every time I read the Bible through, every time you read it through, you'll have different questions to ask the Lord. So these are some of the questions I ask him this time. You're welcome to ask the same questions, or you're welcome to ask them totally different questions. They're both fine. And Lord, we do thank you for what you speak into our hearts. We thank you for living words from the Gospel of John. God bless you. This is Mark Perkler signing off.